non-physical presence take over your body or your car and drive it for a while. Today's subject, we're going to talk about Seth and where Seth speaks. And Hi, this is Daniel Laxtons, and you're listening to the Ultimate Reality Surfing Program. Be sure to subscribe and hit the bell so that way you can always get this awesome content for helping you to create the best life ever. Hey, welcome back to the Ultimate Reality Surfing Program. I'm your host, Daniel Laxtons, and my co-host, Todd Ronan. How's it going, Todd? Hey, Daniel. It's going super awesome. How are you? Thanks for having me. Doing great. But now, how is it that some people connect with their inner world in different ways, such as spirit guides? Now, you have spirit guides, don't you? I do. In fact, I, I use the help of one of my spirit guides whose job is to remember where my keys and my wallet are this weekend, and they were nowhere to be found. I spent the house, just turned the house upside down for half an hour and finally decided, oh, yeah, I have a spirit guide that will tell me where my wallet is. Sure enough, told me right where it was, backseat of the car, on the floor, within 10 seconds. That's It was great. I didn't have to search anymore, but I just forgot I needed to ask. That's incredible. That is incredible. Now, here's an interesting thing, though. Is have you ever went into a trance and then was channeling your spirit guide, but you, when you woke up, you never, you you weren't conscious of it? No, so there's a difference between mediumship and channeling, and I don't do either, but channeling is where you let another physical body or physical presence or non-physical presence take over your body or your car and drive it for a while. Wow. Today's subject, we're going to talk about Seth and where Seth speaks. And uh, now, who are the t- the two people involved in this? I just remember reading Jane Roberts, uh, a girl in the 90s asked me if I could read the Seth books. And so I thought, sure, I'll read them, not realizing they were 1200 pages long. Uh, so I've only read probably the first three, which I think is Seth Speaks that came out in 72. There's been a reprint in the 90s, uh, The Nature of Personal Reality, which is another Seth book. And then the third one that I read was the Seth Material but I didn't read the unknown reality book one and book two that came out afterwards. So I have read the material. It's been about 30 years, but I have an episodic memory. So I can tell you whatever you want to know about the books and the content within. That's awesome. Right. So it's Jane Roberts and I'm trying to find uh, her husband's name. I've just read like several of them. And for some reason, it's just not popping in my head, but it's, it's incredible because her husband, uh, I think his last name is Butts. He would narrate uh, the information for uh, for Seth basically through through Jane. Is that what you're remembering? Yeah. So, like the Dolores Cannon series, what her husband did was interview her as this Seth, the non physical being, came through and inhabited his wife's body while she sat there and chain smoked. And then they had people that came around, listened to her. And they put all of her parables or discussions together in the form of a few books. Exactly. And, and and basically, Seth was wanting her to do that. And basically, Seth was best friends with uh, Jane, but he would call Jane Herbert, a male version of a past life where they're really close friends, along with her husband. And they would uh, they were all like friends from past lives. 
And it was pretty neat, though, the relationship that they had. And I love that you brought up that she was a chain smoker, because I know a lot of people will think, well, you know, is it wrong for me to drink alcohol? It's like, because you, you know, like some of the Buddhists and other different uh, Eastern religions will condemn and say that you won't have uh, God's spirit, you won't have things flowing through you. Uh, But if someone is on the spiritual path and they are smoking and maybe they're trying to quit or something like that don't feel guilty because jane roberts you know had all of her gifts while being a chain smoker and drinking as a matter of fact seth even at one time says i think jane needs a beer (laughs) and so she grabbed it they gave her a beer so it's interesting you know there's medicinal plants on the planet so you don't have to if you're if you're engaging in any kind of plant on the planet then there's no need for guilt about that. Now, if you want to quit that, then work towards it, but don't allow your guilt. Don't don't be controlled by other people's thoughts of what they're conscious or what they feel bad or guilty about. Don't let that influence you. Yeah, and he also suggested that we're not victims of the, the place that we're in in society, that we have the ability to control that and change ourselves over time. So we do have an ability to, make our lives better. And there are a lot of teachers now that actually are echoing some of the things that Seth told us about in the early 70s. Mm. Would you want to go into a couple of those? Let's see. This is I read this many years ago. What I remember is that Seth suggested not to drink a whole glass of orange juice at once, but take 15 minutes to drink the glass. I also remember that Seth said that he incarnated on Earth once, didn't have many incarnations on Earth, but the one or two incarnations he had, he encountered it as a female Pope. A female Pope? Have yeah. we had one in this timeline? Well, there's been rumors of somewhere in the 1100, 1200, someone's going to correct me, I'm sure. But there was a female Pope, allegedly, uh, and Seth said he wasn't, wasn't very long, but it was a small incarnation here on Earth, just a blip. That's really interesting. Because, I mean... Wow, I've never heard you know because the, the the church was pretty male chauvinist in a lot of ways, in my opinion. Uh, you know, it's like women aren't allowed to be seen, but you know, things are not allowed to teach and things like that. So that's incredible that Peter would reincarnate as you know if the Pope is Peter's position and the, you know the, yeah. built on the church. I mean, these are like distant memories that I have too. But he argued that there's no such thing as objective reality and that that means everything is subjective to the perspective of the observer that is making it and creating it which is a lot about what we teach too it's not what everybody around you thinks but it's your belief system which is going to impact and ripple out it really is yeah and besides that everyone around you is just a part of you pushed out and so when we're saying that we're drawing we're drawing people on things into our lives it's based upon our magnetism. So what, when you're running into the same situation and if you dislike it, it's because you're magnetized to that. You may not feel like you are because maybe you're a really good positive person, but if you keep drawing those things, there's certain elements of yourself that needs to be purged. So, but just, just hold on. I'm getting off subject. I want to talk more about this channeling stuff. It's amazing. And, you know, I think next week we're, we're going to talk about uh, someone else that channels and that's going to be awesome too. Abraham Hicks. I think we're going to go in and talk about Abraham Hicks. 
Esther yeah, Hicks. So Seth did mention that you can, most people have the ability to open up that portal and that channel or that mediumship ability, but it just takes the dedication and the practice. And I don't remember if you recommended any techniques for it. You can always find those on online, but just know that it's not satanic. It's not demonic. It's something that everybody has the ability to do and open up that, that conduit in your brain to talk to others or that in your higher mind to talk to others. Everyone has the ability. We all do. And I don't, I'm, I haven't channeled anyone. And there's, there's reasons for that from my past that I, that, that I wasn't going to go down that path. Uh, I I'd normally like to use my gifts, which is more of a intuition or when I'm talking to someone personally, then they'll tell me later on that everything you said was exactly what I needed to hear. And I had no idea. So it's not like I was cognate of it, but it's almost like Seth or Abraham coming through me at the exact moment that someone needed me. And I think a lot of us are that way. We don't realize our gifts that we have. Yeah. And you can create anything as a thought form too. So if you feel like you don't have the ability to communicate with your guides, tell yourself that you do and tell yourself that you have that power and you will find that you become aware of information that is not normally within your reality. And that's coming from up here. That's coming from your higher mind or it's coming from a guide or a spirit helper. It's just information that's non-local and you have to start listening to it so that you can gain insight yeah. Jane Roberts, I, I think it took like three years until she was able to truly uh, get to the level that she was at when writing the books. And so and, and it does get scary in the beginning, but I do remember her experience uh, that it was it took some time and she wasn't necessarily always like ready to go do this or not. Um, but Seth had a lot of great information. It was a big eye opener on a different deeper topics because when we first get into law of attraction then we go a little bit deeper and we get a little comfortable here <laughs> this one's a pretty heavy deep one because it feels scary especially if you grew up with a religious background time is an illusion which means the past present and future doesn't exist but they're all happening simultaneously and you can access them which is what remote viewers teach right we know what's going to happen in the past in the future because they're all the same. It just, it doesn't, we're, we're locked here on earth thinking that time exists and Seth taught that it doesn't really. Yeah. Meditation is, is one of the ways that will definitely help you to draw in all your abilities because when you're meditating, you're shutting off the monkey mind from talking all the time. Uh, and then eventually you get, you get that peace, you get that centered but the truth is, it's all about our imagination or the subconscious mind. But when we close our eyes and and we just go in and just just be inside your imagination, doesn't mean that you're allowing the monkey mind to just run everywhere. But it's that feeling that you have. I was trying to think, what are some other amazing things that Seth, that maybe jumped out at you that you appreciated? Our bodies are not real. Well, our souls are a reflection of light that is connected to the source. So all the thoughts and beliefs that we have are, are not really moored in reality, but they come from that higher mind space, I think. And we have the power to change it by changing what's in our heart 
And that will resonate out and create a ripple frequency to reframing the reality you live in. And how do you change what's in your heart? You meditate on it and you don't make it complicated. I think with a lot of these meditations, people are saying, bring in the violet flame, bring in the white light, bring in the gold, bring in the Shiba Inu. But no, you just need to center yourself and think about what do I really need and how do I draw it to myself? And then imagine like a, a magnetic or a spiritual marker on that thing that you want and just place it out there and then imagine it coming into you and coming into your heart in a little short meditation and then let it go. But 15, 30 seconds, if your meditations are taking a lot longer than that to manifest, you're not going to have success because your your monkey mind's going to jump in and try to override it, right? Absolutely. You know, so I, earlier I was going to say something. I'm like, well, but it wasn't something that came through Seth, but it came through Abraham, Abraham Hicks. And what it is, is to go general. So instead of being specific, all of us are like, man, I want to manifest this specific item. And you, you can, people have done it, but a lot of us have too much resistance or we feel like, oh, I don't think I can do this. And maybe even you say, I think I can, but your heart or your subconscious mind or inside you is like, mm, you're putting way too much resistance in this. So if you're specific about what you want, then sometimes that creates the resistance that prevents us from gaining what we want. And so yeah. that, but I think that that's a way, especially if you're looking for your gifts, uh, if you're trying to connect with someone like Seth, by the way, I do think, what, what do you think? I think Abraham and Seth are the same thing. No, they're different entities. They're different constructs. They're different resonances and different frequencies. There's millions of different channeled entities, and a lot of them are trickster spirits. And you have to be careful with what the information is that they're giving you. We could look at the raw material too, which is a disingenuous source of information that a lot of people latch onto because it feels like it resonates with them. But it's actually a form of control to enslave you, to not allow you to recognize your full potential. And you have to look at other channel material or just look to your own heart and feel how it resonates with you and how it makes you feel. If it empowers you, then that's great. But if it feels like you need to get more and more and more, then it's a hook and it's probably coming from negative entities. Very interesting. So, yeah, you know what? It's not Seth, but Abraham. Abraham says, basically, you know, we're just the consciousness, you know, and Abraham was just a term that that was taken. But we'll talk about that next week when we talk about Abraham Hicks. You know, in that same vein, Seth says that we are not bound by physical laws, that we have the ability and the power to manifest things around us. So our thoughts create beliefs, which create the reality that we live in. So that's what we teach, too. And it's amazing that those things that we try and profess to people, you know, we're not issuing new concepts. These, these are other beings are telling you this besides Daniel and I. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it, it goes along with so many other things from all the way back to the Emerald tablets with Thoth. It, it, I, in a, every religion you ever look into. Yeah. So the image that I'm getting, I have to share with you. It's, when you're done with the paper towels in your kitchen and you have the paper towel roll and Seth feels like everybody is just looking through this paper towel roll 
at like, you know, the impacts around them. They can't see anything over here. They can't see anything over here. They're like, oh, this is the limitation of my world, right? And so we have to understand that, oh, when you take the paper towel roll away, now you can see a better totality of the world, but that's only a fraction of the soup that you live in because you can't see into the 5D, the multidimensional realm that we live in or the higher minds that we live in. You're still stuck in a 3D visual cortex field that you can see and manifestation doesn't come through that it comes from not living in the physical it comes from going into yourself and then thinking about manifestation and making it real by envisioning it and pulling it to you right absolutely because that's where we actually are when you can close your eyes and go into your imagination that is where we actually are that is the real world. And when you open your eyes and you feel feel everything around you, the solid world that is the illusion that it is the real world is only the reflection of everything when you close your eyes and go inside and visualize and feel. You know, that's the biggest thing. So even during the day, when you're conscious, you have to visualize and feel, but you have to take the time. We listen to books over and over or watch podcasts, but how often do we sit down for the first 20 minutes of the day and just go in, close your eyes, and just go inside, meaning be in your imagination, but with your focused attention. And then once you find what you want, you have to feel it and then feel like just get this good feeling like you're with your best friend or your lover, you know? Yeah. The higher your meditation or the deeper your meditation, the more expansive it is. And the more you realize I am deeper and there's more inside than outside. You know, the the internal world that I meditate in is like a billion times bigger than Jupiter. It's like a billion Jupiters. I mean, that's how enormous the gargantuanness of my internal soul is and all of your souls out there, you know, just find that space, find that centeredness. And then you have the ability with all these Jupiters to make them their own gravitational vortex to pull what you want in. I get excited about that. Sorry. <laughs> when it comes to Seth, he, he was telling us that, yes, you can get to that level. And, but it does take some time. I, I mentioned that Jane, it took her three years to be able to start to really channel him. She From the first time that she was in, introduced to him, to that concept, to really, truly be a channeler, channeler. I think she said it took three years. So do you, yeah, it's more difficult now because there are so many counterfactual and disingenuous sources around you know that's why i trust the material that came out like pre-80s because it's less likely to be contaminated or manufactured but you have the ability to generate your own connections to your higher beings your higher self and like seth argued that we do have access to this infinite infinite knowledge and this infinite space within us and we can tap into this the way you tap into it is through your own consciousness. Dive deeper into your consciousness to expand not only your perception, but your awakening and your manifestation and all your other superpowers. Yeah, I, I'm guilty of this too. You know, you're just you're caught up with the day, you're busy trying to make your living, or uh, we're always busy trying to create some good content to put out there. Wait, we're you... supposed to make a living. I didn't know that's no one told me that. 
not all of us are trust fund um, babies, but I know you're not either. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So here's the thing is, is that I, if you've, if anyone listening right now, if, if you're like going, ah, I guess I really need to do that. I, I always need to work on that too. Of course, I, what, I don't want to label myself as a tension deficit dyslexic, but it, it has been a difficult ride to a degree, but I've also had some really smooth sailings too. So, but, but I'm, I'm still working on this. So you're not alone. You're on this journey with us, but Ronan, Ronan, he has been tapped in for a while. I was tapped in and then all of a sudden after this bliss moment, and then next thing you know, all hell breaks loose. And no, don't tell people that. No, no. Well, here's the thing is I, I was noticing, which we'll, we'll do this in two, <laughs> maybe the, the third, two podcasts from here. We're, I'm, I want to do this one for everyone. And what that is, is there's a, um, there's like the stages. And so I'm in the past the the dark night, which of the soul, but it's really the dark night of your ego, your ego dying. And then, but there's this other spot that you're in where I'm I'm pretty content and happy right now, but I did go through, through some hell, but it seems like a lot of us, some people don't go through it. Some people don't, but it seems like the majority of people, when you go down this path, you start manifesting, amazing things happen. You start getting some bliss moments. And then all hell breaks loose and you're like, what the hell is going on with my life? And that's just a part of the purging process It's purging. And, you know, some people say it kills the soul off or, or sorry, the ego off. And I, I don't personally think, I think we're reintegrating when you create the new identity of who you are, then the, uh, the old ego, well, it's going to, it's, it's going to progress and become this new ego, this better ego for you. And so no ego bad. Well, ego is a part, another part of the pieces of the who what makes us human. It's it's a it's a normal mechanism. Just the bad or the ego that's fearful and and panicky and wants to keep you somewhere is bad. But now there's there's two different teachings on these. And we'll do the, a show on the ego next. Yeah, because but I'm telling you there, there's two different teachings on the ego, and um, but we could do that next. Just some of the things that I think he recommends you can do to get closer to your higher self are affirmations and even self-talk. There's a book by a guy named Shad Helmstetter who recommends that you just sit there and have a conversation with yourself aloud. And it helps you at the bus station because nobody wants to sit next to you, but have both sides of the conversation and talk to yourself aloud. And you can even record that and then play it back. I mean, everyone on TikTok pretty much does that already right now, but <laughs> it was originated by Shad Helmstetter to say, have self-talk with yourself and visualize and do some dream work. Set the expectation before you go to bed of what it is that you want the answers to. And then meditate and do some creative expression too. like take up a hobby that you wouldn't necessarily do, which allows you to get more in touch with your art side or your artistic side. And I think I'll have to go back and read some of the other Seth Speaks books and even the new ones to see what they recommend. But thanks for bringing that up, Daniel. I hadn't thought about it in about 30 years. <laughs> well, it was it was pretty recent that I read uh, about Seth. Uh, I, let me ask you this last question is out of all the books uh, that you've read uh, in the Seth material, uh, wh which was your favorite? Uh, let's see. Probably the third one, which was the Seth material. It's more of a compendium 
and they had a better, they were writing better at that point. And I'm gonna give you one last thing is the book that I would suggest, the one where we're talking about how to get some of this uh, to happen for us. It's uh, The Magical Approach, Seth Speaks, about the art of creative living. But again, I haven't read The Unknown Reality and I haven't read The Individual and the Nature of Mass Events, which came out most recently. And I don't know if other people now are claiming to channel Seth, but there's no... There's what does no, it have to be Seth? So, yeah, like like what I was saying with Abraham Hicks, what, what Abraham was saying is that, you know, our inner being is the speaker or, you know, they, she says inner being, other people say higher self, which and I'm, I really have a understanding. I understand why they each one uses those different terms, but that that is God, that is the God spark in you. So we're all connected, but we have our own channel. Uh, and don't be afraid of it because that's you, you know? Speaking of channels, please like and subscribe and share Daniel's podcast. And we look forward to seeing you all again next time. We absolutely do. Be sure to subscribe and hit the bell so that way you can always get this awesome content for helping you to create the best life ever. Run over to ultimaterealitysurfing.com and download a free copy of Designing Your Perfect Reality. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everyone.